Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. What it is, Duke City. Happy Friday. Four o'clock mountain in the beautiful city of Albuquerque, New Mexico. You are listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. The boys are live from Hollow Spirits today. We'll be here from four o'clock to seven o'clock. Come have some fun with us. Hollow Spirits is the place to be. Great food, great drinks, great service, a great atmosphere, and the boys I hear. If you want to get some great spirits, you want to have some great food, come on down here to Hollow Spirits. I got a big stack of isotopes tickets for you. I got a small handful of gladiators tickets for you. But most importantly, come out and have some fun with the boys. It's just another Fredless Friday. Oh, oh. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Lucky for me, I got Robert Buck D. Gibson sitting right next to me. What's happening, Buck? Man, it's been a good week, man. It's been a good week. I love coming out to Hollow Spirits, man. And they already asked me, well, not just me, but us, the golden question. Mm. Do you guys want us to bring out food? Oh, okay. It was like, when have we ever said no to that? Yeah. You want to you <laughs> ask us dumb questions all day, too? Is that what exactly. you're going to do? Is that what you're going to do here? course we want some delicious food and drink here at hollow spirits yeah like i said come down hang out with the boys we got a stack of isotopes tickets for you and we got some duke city gladiators tickets for you the last home game is this saturday go cheer on your duke city gladiators at the rio rancho event center but d just came from the barber you are looking so fresh and so clean my dude i needed it because i did something i very rarely do i went two weeks without a haircut oh <gasps> you skipped yeah. a week yeah, my barber went out of town, and so I had to wear the fitted cap for like two weeks, man, and it was looking rough. Well, you're looking good today, Thank man. Thank you, man. Thank I, you. How, Appreciate it. What's it like, like, just walking around being that good looking? Is it like a burden? Like, what, what is it? No, I, I, I don't know what it feels like not to be good looking, so, <laughs> you know, I'm just used to it. <laughs> Got a great program for you today. We're going to talk a little Tiger Woods. Is this the last time you're going to see him and golfing in Scotland? Lakers trade on the table. Brittany Griner has really bad excuses. Uh, we got an interview with the manager here, Natalie, at Hollow Spirits. Tell you about what's going on in the Hollow Spirits world. Texans and Deshaun Watson. Got some great guests for you in the 5 o'clock hour. Lobo legend and uh, TBT enchantment player Darius Gary is going to join us. Uh, we got a really cool interview with a, a representative here in Albuquerque, Mary Ingham, and uh, she has a passion for sports, and she has a passion for helping the community that we want to highlight. And back on the program, so good to have him back, John Lopez of John Lopez Real Estate. Oh, yeah. Coal Banker Legacy. I hope you didn't have too much coffee today because John Lopez brings that energy. 
You don't need that afternoon yeah. caffeine he's when you got John hot. Lopez on the radio. Yeah, he's going to he come in He brings hot. it, and we love hearing all about it. I got the best gig in football. No spoilers. Okay. I got my dream job in football. We're going to talk about that in a 6 o'clock hour. We're going to talk about Brett Favre should be locked up in GD prison. <laughs> <laughs> and the Olympics re-bestowed an honor against, uh, for one of the greatest athletes yes. in the history of athletics. We were really excited to talk about that. Tiger Woods did not make the cut, Buck. Are we seeing the end of the GOAT? I've been telling you guys this. He should not have come back as soon as he, he did come. I felt I feel like he should have came back once he did once he could do like the senior circuit. Sure. He's just not the tiger that we're used to seeing. And he's looking it's not even a shell of tiger. This is just like the lowest denominator of Tiger Woods, and it's kind of sad. They're just rolling him out there because of his name, and they know people are going to watch. And he's not, he's not making the cut. He's not even getting close to making the cuts. It's, ah, I don't like it. I don't like to see this. See, I'm with you. Like, I agree he should have took longer. He should have right. took more rehab, should have made sure. He was as close to 100% as Tiger Woods can be. But still, like, 65% of Tiger Woods – is the best golfer you've ever seen in that's, your life. That's very true. It's insane. That, but but seeing Tiger Woods out there being a shell of himself, it almost defeats the purpose. Yes, because we remember the fiery, competitive, kind of talking noise Tiger. Sure. It's, it's, I don't like this. It's not even an old man or senior citizen Tiger. This is just like he's like a show pony right now. Right. It reminds me of when uh, Mike Tyson, at towards the end of his career, when he was hugging and loving on people, you know, I don't want to see that, man. No, I want to see the murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the murderer. I want you to eat people's hearts. Like That's the Mike Tyson. When Tiger was at his peak, and this is how I remember Tiger, is, you know, red shirt, Sunday. You're scared oh, yeah. to be in the final group with Tiger, Tiger. Yes. Like, you see, like, his opponents are visibly nervous. Yes. They're, they get out of their routines. They're sweating. They're talking to their caddies more just because they're in the group with Tiger on Sunday. Yes. Like the intimidation factor was like just so present and it's so palpable. Like it's yeah. in the air. Like yeah. he had a certain energy that's just not there anymore. Right. And, you know, I completely agree with you that he should have took more time off. He should have come back 100% healthy or whatever his 100% looks like now or even – you might be right. Just wait until the senior. Yeah. Wait a few years. But that's we know that's just not how he operates. He wants to get out there and prove everyone wrong. But it's just hard to see, man. It's hard to see. This isn't even close to what Jordan was with the Wizards. Because at least Jordan with the Wizards could still get you 30 or 40 any given night. I don't look at Tiger saying, okay, he can win a, a major anytime soon. Or at least not be a betting favorite for a major there we go because i yeah. mean we already i mean we counted him out once already right yeah like and look what he did he came back and won the friggin' he masters won again that. yeah he won the masters again he did it we had the beautiful moment with his father right. when he was younger they had a beautiful moment with his son like what's who's not to say that this can't happen again but i know it's not happening anytime soon and it's not must see tv anymore when tiger woods is walking down the fairway yeah well i'll, I'll put it to you like this I will say Tiger will win another major. I believe it. It's just – At least a tournament. Yeah, he's – I'm going as far as a major. Yeah? I feel like he'll win a major, but I just don't think he'll get there 
very soon like we want him to be. Like, we, like I want Tiger to win the major now. But sure. I think it's, it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take too much time. Too much time. Yeah. And he needs to take a year or two, whatever it is, Thank off. You. Like, just, yeah. just, just take away. it off. You could be an ambassador for the game. Yeah. You could show up to tournaments. You could be that face. You could play in the, the par three yeah. tournaments and something where you don't have to really stick your neck out there and kind of uh, – I mean, there is no – I mean, the body of work that he built, there's no ruining his legacy. No, you, you can't, can't take ru- that away from him. You can't take that no. away from him. No. But it's just hard to watch seeing this is the version of Tiger that we have now. Right. I need pill-popping <laughs> – I need pill-popping <laughs> – Perkins, waitress, winning every tournament, oh, having man. his opponents scared out of their minds, Tiger. Yeah. Like, that Tiger's gone. You want fist-pumping Tiger. That's I want that want. old Kanye. Yeah, you want the old Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> but this Tiger ain't ever coming back, and if he does, Lord bless him. I'll be there cheering for him. I hope it does happen. It'll be the biggest story in a long time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, in a very long time. Tiger pushes the meter. Yeah. And I think, to be, to be honest, I think this is kind of a part of that story. Look how bad he was. Yes. And he still dug down deep to win a major. Right. That's what I'm waiting on. Sure. That's what I'm waiting on. The back. I, just don't, I just don't like to see it develop this way. Yeah. The yeah. back problems, the knee problems. Yeah. He came back from all of those and became Tiger again. And then the bad wreck. Let's see if he could come back and be Tiger again. But Tiger still pushes the meter. Yeah, it like doesn't with, matter. With this PGA and LIV beef. Right. Like, who did they go to first for a quote? Tiger Woods. They went to Tiger. They went to Tiger first, and he gave his opinion. He gave it to him. How wrong it is, whatever. Like, for someone who's, like, you can argue the second best golfer of all time or the, the most dominant golfer of all time, I'll have either one of those conversations with you. But he's not that person anymore. No. But he's no. still the the face on Rushmore that everyone goes oh, to. That, that's going nowhere. But the crazy thing is, if you put Tiger on LIV, he'll be he'll be in the running every single tournament. Yeah, he'll be the dude, right? Yeah. And and I thought about that. I was like, but he doesn't want it though. The he doesn't is, want it that way. LIV, you don't miss cuts. You no. just keep playing. No. So yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he's he like kind of honors the PGA, and, yeah. and I get it. Yeah. He he transformed the sport. He turned up the purses of the sport. He brought. Yep. He infused more money into the sport. I get that aspect, and he has this. He has a link to the PGA Tour that these younger guys who are going to LIV, they don't have that same connection to golf. No, they don't. They don't have that same connection to the PGA. Tiger made the modern PGA. Like all these giant purses that golfers get now, that is all from Tiger. A direct, a direct line from Tiger Woods. You're right, and I mean. In the LIV golfer's defense, like it's kind of tone deaf for Tiger Woods to accuse people of going to a place to make more money when he has stacks and stacks <laughs> and stacks of money. That's the least from, of his concerns. Yes. Man. He don't care about the money. He's got all the tournaments. He's got all yeah. the money. He's got money how with are his you gonna, face on it. How are you going to look someone else in the eye yeah. and say, why don't you want to stay here and make money and win tournaments? Right. It's like I could go there and make money and win tournaments. Mm-hmm. I got to be part of your PGA cult, Tiger. Make a cut and then tell me what to do. He <laughs> oh. <laughs> got, got, got a great program today. Van Nunley and Robert Buck D. Gibson will be with you all day. We got some great guests in the 5 o'clock hour. We got our main man, Jerry, back at the John Lopez Real Estate Colwell Banker Legacy Studio. What's happening, Jerry? 
as one does, you sound great, and I know you look even better. Lakers trade talk when we get back. Nice. All the sports and sports-adjacent content for you. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I start off every morning with New Mexico Pinon coffee. And I'll tell you what, I am so spoiled to be part or to be a friend of New Mexico Pinon coffee, really, because flat out they got the best product in the state, in the southwest, the country, probably the universe. I haven't had Martian coffee, but I'm pretty sure New Mexico Pinon is better. <laughs> Shout out to Mexico Pinon Coffee for everything they do for the Albuquerque and New Mexico communities. It looks like the Lakers are the only team interested in Kyrie. They're it's, sure trying to make it seem that way, right? Yeah. That can't be right. Somebody will, has to be able to take on this guy, right? There has to be one more organization dumb enough to take on this head case right i wouldn't even say dumb enough not good enough as they are right now who wouldn't take him on see i it's hard for me to draw the line we've we done a lot of Kyrie and kd talk lately but there's there's new updates today so we're going to harp on this a little more so it's hard for me to if i'm if i wear my gm hat van's got his gm hat on it's hard for me to differentiate in between what Kyrie gives you on the court and what Kyrie does to your locker room. And I bet you GMs in the NBA are split like 50-50. Like who would want this guy just because he's so talented and who wouldn't want this guy because he's such a head case. I'm with you on that. Um, I think the it's more of the have and the have-nots. I think the people that are the have-nots would be more than willing. Hey, we want to get there. We want to win a ring. We want to be the first – team in our franchise history to win a championship now of the ones that are the haves the lakers are that organization who's always looking for a championship by any means necessary we've we know their history they've taken on older players past their prime they've gambled and i think this is a big time gamble for them to even want to take on Kyrie. well i mean to lebron's credit and you know, it's a broken record here. But LeBron doesn't get enough credit for what he did in that Cleveland championship season. Oh, yeah. Taking on the, you know, who who did turn it around and got the help he needed. But the mentally ill Kevin Love and the absolute nutso head case Kyrie Irving, <laughs> he, won a, he won a ring yeah. with both of those guys. Yes. Like, he, he deserves more credit. You're right. And now You're he's right. willing to, like, mama bird and then bring <laughs> – bring Kyrie back into the nest like hey well, buddy I, I had you under wraps one season I got you to focus for one season we won that ship together 
come on over here. Let's put you it know. off. And even Kyrie talked a lot of noise about LeBron after that. Remember? Really? Yeah, yeah. He talked a lot of noise. But LeBron is in that type of space where he's not playing for anything else but championships. He sits back. He saw what Golden State did, you know, and he was like, okay, they got four. I have four. I got to do more. It's not over. So I'm going to do whatever I can to get that fifth ring so I can separate myself from Steph Curry <laughs> when it comes to championships. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, that's, that's all LeBron's doing. That's all KD is trying to do. These mega stars, like, they have to attach more trophies. They have to attach more rings to their legacy. Because, I, I mean, you're a fool if you don't think LeBron James is the second best player in the history of NBA you can make a case for third. That's right. it. If you right. talk about LeBron James being any lower than third in the yeah. history of NBA. You don't know what you're talking about. You have. You, you probably stormed the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's other. That, hey, that's pretty strong right there's, there. There's, there's, <laughs> if you hate on LeBron that hard, yeah. there's other reasons well, in your life why you don't like LeBron. It's because he's probably beat your team every single time. Sure. That's what it is. And he's done it for 20 years. Right. And that's, and he's not stopping. And that's another thing he's not getting credit for. Right. LeBron James is the ninth player, only nine in the history of the game, to play their 20th season. That's a long time. Dude, that's, a, that's crazy. Only nine people in the history of basketball have made it to the 20th season. LeBron got MVP votes last year right. There's in only, his 20th season. Before LeBron, the person that played that long at that, that high of a level was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Sure. And if you look back at how Kareem looked, he looked like he played 20 years in the league. LeBron does not. Right. LeBron looks like. He's got another five. Easy. And that's crazy. That's scary. Well, I mean, LeBron looks that good because he's put a lot of money into his looks. That, that hairline ain't cheap. Oh, no. No. Nah, that nah, hairline is nah. not. That's, a, that's well, an expensive well, hairline. Well, that's the only thing he's, he's not doing so great at. Everything else is great. It's just that hairline. If that's the least of your problems, 20 years oh, in the league. Oh, my God. If that's the least <laughs> of your problems. Oh, please. <laughs> Please let that be the least of my problems. <laughs> like, it's just, I get it. LeBron, you have to be, like, overconfident. You have to be, like, jerk adjacent right. to be as good as he is. You have to have that mentality to be the best. But off the court, he's one of the best dudes in the history of sports. Oh, yeah. What he does for his community, what right. he does for his people, what he does for the city he lives in and the city that he grew up in. You have to like LeBron James as a human being, never been in trouble, married his high school sweetheart, has great kids who have never been in trouble. No scandals, Everything, none of that. N- nothing. Well, here's the thing, though, Van. When it comes to sports, nobody cares about that. Oh you, oh, you mean rationality is thrown out the window? Nobody gives yeah, a damn nobody about cares. that. They just want to know, is he winning? And then if, for the people who don't like him, it's always going to be a slight to, well, if he's so great, why didn't he do more? Nobody cares. The only time they care about off-the-court stuff is when it is some bad things going on, like the Rodman effect, the Artest, all of those guys. When you're doing great off the court, most people are not going to say anything because they're going to say, that's what you're supposed to do. Unfortunately. New updated reports today show potential trade rumors that Russell Westbrook will go to the Spurs. THT. We'll go to the Nets. Okay, Horton Tucker. Yep, Horton Tucker. Okay. We'll go to the Nets. Two first-round picks 
will go to the Nets, hmm. and Kyrie Irving will go to the Lakers. Hmm. I don't see why the Spurs would want to give up a pick to acquire Russell Westbrook and his contract. But right. look, Pop has made magic out of mediocre players his whole career. So I, why couldn't he transform the aging Russell Westbrook into a key uh, component on his team? Well, the problem with the Spurs is they got rid of their best young star. He got traded to Atlanta. His last name is Murray. So I don't think they're even trying to contend. They're, they're trying to rebuild. But that would be a great spot for Westbrook because there's no type of expectations. Sure. Just go ball. Be Westbrook. Be that. Finish your career there. That's fine. It looks like the Nets turned down this exact offer for Kyrie Irving and Seth Curry, mm. that same package. I think the Seth Curry is too much. Yeah, that, that's way too much just because he's invaluable, man, especially on a team that plays in the league today. Everyone needs a sniper. For sure. And that's one thing the Lakers don't have. So to get those two guys, you have Seth Curry coming off the bench and you have Kyrie taking over for Westbrook. I'm sorry, Kyrie is better than Westbrook right now by miles. As long as he plays, I don't know, man. I, I, I just hope they get this stuff done quickly so we don't have to keep talking about it, talking about the hypotheticals, what can happen, what will happen. Oh, what, you don't want to talk about this every day on no, the program? No, you don't want to. Th- this is what happens. If they get that one taken care of, guess who gets all the spotlight now? Kevin Durant. Because that one's going to take forever. All right, pop quiz, Buck. What's up? Who is the number three all-time three-point leader in uh, percentage efficiency? Percentage? Percentage. Wow. Three-point percent. Three-point percentage all-time. All-time? Who's your guess? Uh, I'm going to go and say, since we were talking about him, Seth Curry. The answer is Seth Curry. (laughs) And I didn't even look it up. There are only two people. It's got to be his brother. Before last season, there's only one person ahead of him. Okay. Steve Kerr. Kerr, okay. Steve Kerr is the most efficient three-point shooter of all time. That's back when they took three three-pointers a game. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And they were design plays. Yes. And, and you were he wide, was wide open. open. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the only person in front of him is Steve Kerr yeah. and the great Hubert Davis. Hubie. So, Steph, the legend, okay. is 12th place. Yeah, there's no way he could be in the top ten with the volume that he shoots. So, Seth, the, his brother, is yeah. a whole percentage point ahead of Steph Curry. Gotcha. That's how invaluable of a three-point shooter Seth Curry yeah. is all time. Yeah. I think if the Lakers propose that deal to the Nets, and, and realize Kyrie's only got one year left on his contract. This is what you would call a rental in a baseball trade. So, you only got one year on a contract. You would think you would go to the Lakers, yeah. be happy to be in L.A., be happy to be with LeBron and extend the deal out. But this is a trade for a one-year rental. You're not going to get Rudy Gobert trade value. You're not going to get Kevin Durant trade value. You're going to get one-year rental trade value. Right. And in my eyes, two functional NBA basketball starters and two first-round draft picks is plenty enough to get it done. Right. 
I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But then you try to throw in Seth Curry, yeah, and there's like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, hold okay, up. hold up. Now you're trying to okay. do me. Now you're trying to work me. Yeah, yeah. You, now you're trying to work me. What do you think? You try to get me drunk and do this? Like, when were you trying? You trying to do this at like three in the morning? Like, I'm I'm sober. It's the middle of the day, genie bus. Like, what are you trying to do here? When we get back, we're talking basketball and we're talking Brittany Griner situation. We might just continue. I think we got a little more Lakers talk to hit on, but we'll be talking Brittany, Brittany Griner when we get back. More sports and sports adjacent content on Two Men On. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. The boys are at Hollow Spirits. The lovely Natalie. Front house manager for Hollow Spirits just brought me and Robert Buck D. Gibson a couple of cocktails. Hooked it up. I have here the Lavender Moon. I'm going to take a sip on air to show you this deliciousness. Mmm. Mmm. Ooh, wee. <laughs> <laughs> Robert. I can vouch for it because I already it. You got the Sandia Margarita. Yes. Very they, nice. They, like, look so nice. I don't even want to drink I know. That's what I said. I, so I didn't delicious. want to touch it. And take my time with it. Yeah, exactly. Like when you meet a nice lady, you want to just take some time with it. Right, friend of the shoal? <laughs> uh, that's you. your new name, friend of the shoal. Oh, thanks for having me. I was a little disturbed from the eye contact you are making when you are drinking from that straw. You see, I'm not going to break eye contact. That's why I looked down. I was I was acting like I was on my laptop. He Sitting likes- in with us this segment, friend of the show, friend in real life, Joel Luevano, meme master, uh, president-elect, president, uh, no, you were, you left in disgrace. I, I did. That's right. Yeah, there was a whole problem with the uh, voting, you know, for club president for the Albuquerque rugby hard varks. So, uh, but, you know, we don't want to talk about it right now. Fair. <laughs> You didn't ask for a recount? <laughs> I did. I did. What about her emails? <laughs> Joel Luevano, the Albuquerque Aardvarks, joining us. Robert found a story that yeah. I might be a it might be a slight bit offensive to you. Yeah. Uh, we'll uh, we'll bump Brittany Griner uh, to a later segment. We're going to do yeah. a little uh, Bears talk uh, right now. Yeah. So I heard you were a huge Bear fan. Uh, you know, I'm a fair weather. At the <laughs> well, it looks like the weather is going to yeah, be very poor next year. It's very gloomy. So let me read you what I found here. All Maurice right. Moten of Bleacher Report mm-hmm. basically is saying that the good news is the Bears will not go winless, but they will go 1-16. Um, well, that is what he's putting out there. So it must be a good uh, number one uh or draft pick coming up pretty soon. That's exactly <laughs> what he was saying. He was like, they're in the running for the number one draft pick for 2023. Do we I, – I, here's a question. Do we still have Nagy, the head coach? Oh, that's God, a, I don't know. They just, like, rotate. They I, just rotate every I, I, couple of years. It seems like people are talking about firing him. I haven't heard anything. But yeah. if he did get fired, I know it would be very anticlimactic. We're like, yeah, okay, next, moving on. But, no, the uh, the Nagy era is over. I think he's, he's what? He's the uh, – Offensive coordinator for the Jets now? Yeah, they have. He's the, OC for somebody now. I don't even know who the, their head coach is. Never Matt heard of this guy. Eberflus. Eberflus. Ah, uh, yeah. It's an Eberflus <laughs> era in we Chicago. got him? Oh, my gosh. Yes. No. He looks pretty young. 
or unless I'm looking at someone else. A lame duck head coach. Is this what we're dealing with right now? Yeah. Just to get him the first draft pick and then <laughs> yeah. punt for somebody else? Right, right. But I don't see how the progn- prognosticator. How, right. What's his name again? Uh, let me go back to it. And Bleacher Report? Yeah, it's Maurice Moten. I think the Bears are talented enough to get four or five wins this year. Maybe I do too. a couple good bounces, maybe go 500. I definitely think the quarterback situation will be better. He's got a little more experience under his belt. But it's not going to be like playoff contending, eight wins, nothing like that. But I don't see him. I say I don't see him pulling a Detroit Lions zero or one win team. I don't it, see that. I think it's a perfect opportunity to let Urlacher come back for one last season. <laughs> <laughs> End on a high note. You know, when the season doesn't matter, suit him up. Everyone's happy. We tank, we get to watch our boy. Everyone's happy. Well, if we, we can't stop it. Urlacher, we just – where's Peanut <laughs> Tillman? Let's bring all of them back. <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> David Hester. Yeah. Erlacher, who has a bad case of foot and mouth syndrome the last few months. Yeah. What's going on in the Albuquerque Aardvark world? Well, uh, there's, there's Atomic Sisters, the women's rugby team, they're actually having a tournament at Balloon Fiesta the 26th Ooh, of July. Okay. And so if you want to come out and watch some women's rugby, you know, there will be some men's rugby too. But I, I, I enjoy watching women's rugby maybe sometimes more. Because there's nothing like a good ponytail grab from behind and just a snap. <laughs> yes. And it's legal. So it's like a horse collar in football. You see yeah. it. <laughs> it's part of the jersey, so it counts. You have to be a special type of person to play rugby. Is that right? Uh, you know, a glutton for punishment. Yeah. Uh, sadomasochist tendencies come in handy. Um, can I say that on air? You know, sadomasochist? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Okay. Just don't describe what yeah, you like. Yeah, I was going to say, don't define it. Don't yeah. tell I mean, it what I'm it means. It we just, <laughs> just not specific acts. <laughs> Context yeah. of sports. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you just don't think about that stuff. And if you just play aggressively, you'll end up okay. The boys are at Hollow Spirits today. we got a stack of Isotopes tickets for you loyal listeners. We've been handing them out to some very happy patrons and some friends of the show. More friends of the show will be here in the 5 o'clock hour doing some more interviews. Uh, coming up next, we got Natalie Hollow Spirits to talk about what they got going on here at Hollow Spirits, and um, I, I I feel bad for your Bears because like, feel bad football for my football is better when the old school teams are doing well. well we like when you got to the... a Cowboys are competitive, when the Bears are right. competitive, when the Raiders are competitive. Football's better; it's more interesting. I don't care if we lose all our games as long as we win two against that team from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, good luck with that this year. As long as we can beat the, t- the, the team from Wisconsin that will remain nameless. But usually that's how it happens, though, Van. It's, that, that when, when the team is not that good, they get up for their rivals and they play out of this world. It's like their Super Bowl. It's like their bowl exactly. game. Exactly. The Packers yeah. are going to beat the Bears so bad this year, it's gonna, <laughs> they're going to count it as three losses. <laughs> they're going to give them an extra loss. Well, if it's at the end yeah. of the season, the Bears will win. If it's the last game of the season, the Bears will win that one. Oh, and the Packers are resting everybody. And the teams. Yeah, that's real smart. That's real smart. So I have a question. So if if the Bears do go 1-16 like this writer did uh, predict, if that one win is a blowout, like a super blowout against the Packers, would you be satisfied? I'd be happy. I would look at I, that for sure. I, I will. I will buy yeah. stock in the Packers because, the, to me, the Bears now own them. Uh, <laughs> the emails and texts are about to pour in, but it's the same. Yeah, yeah. It's the same case when the Aggies beat the Lobos or oh, yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great that's, analogy. That's all I want. It's all I want. And of course, the Cubs 
to get another a little rally here, maybe a 20-game win streak. A 20-game win streak. <laughs> yeah. A little rally. Just a little break the, break the A's and Indians. Yeah, I lived in Wrigleyville. I lived in Wrigleyville, so I'm not so fair-weather fan there, but don't ask me to name any players. Okay. Right in your def- in your defense, I've seen you in Cubs gear. I've never seen you in any Bears gear. Uh, I have Bears undergarments. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's, I, it's I, on them. You just can't you just see them. Asked. I definitely should have seen them already. You've just with never those odds. Asked. Yeah. You you drop your shorts a lot on the rugby pitch. Well, uh, you got to change, right? Yeah. You know, you know, give the people what they want. You can't get no business if you don't advertise. That's how I look at it. Excellent. <laughs> So how do, if, if people are interested in what the Albuquerque Aardvarks have going on in the community, how do they get a hold of you? Well, jump on our Facebook. You're going to get a lot of information. You're going to get a few laughs, especially if you're somewhat familiar with rugby. Um, the team's doing really good right now where we have kind of a development side too. So if anyone wants to, like, play, we have a development process where they like kind of are kind of like a B-side. And, we're, and honestly – a lot of athletes make it pretty fast in the starting squad. We got a few guys from uh, Highlands football, you know. Well, New Mexico Tech—they just won small college fifteen uh, championship and a sevens championship. So, don't be shy. Come on out. And how do the friends of the show see the Atomic Sisters one more time? Uh, Atomic Sisters Rugby. Yes. Social media, and uh, and they have all the information about their tournament on their social. Thanks for sitting in with us, Joel. Thanks for being a friend oh, of the show. Pleasure. R.I.P. 22-23 Chicago Bears. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go to Vegas. I'm going to throw down some money. What are the odds? To, uh, like, oh, they have to be huge. The over-under has to be yeah, like, higher yeah. than a game and a half. Yeah, they it definitely <laughs> Vegas to be. can't do that. <laughs> I, got a few, I got a few extra dollars, I think. I in the 5 o'clock hour, we're talking Texans and Deshaun Watson. We got some friends of the show coming by. Lobo legend Darice Gary. The lovely Mary Ingham and John Lopez of the aforementioned John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy. When we get back, Natalie from Hollow Spirits tell you what's going on here, how much fun we're going to have coming up, and uh, what the food and drink specials are. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Shout out to our friends at I-9 Sports. You kids got anything going on in the sports world, got any interests that need peaking, I-9 can keep your kids interested, occupied, and safe. Check out I-9 League Office 280. And listen up in the 6 o'clock segment as we'll be doing the I-9 Varsity that, uh, we haven't established yet. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. The boys are at Hollow Spirits today. We got a cocktail in front of us. I have the delicious Lavender Moon. Robert's got the Sandia Margarita. And now we have the honor of having Natalie Baca, the front house manager of Hollow Spirits, sitting yes. in with us. What's happening, Natalie? Hey. How's it going? Going good, going good. I want to say thank you, Natalie. You always take care of us. We just sit here, we set up, and you're always coming to us saying, what food do you want, what drinks do you want, and you never let us down. It's always something great. I just want to say thank you for that. Yeah, of course. We appreciate you guys being here. We want to show you a good time, show you what we have to offer here. So congratulations, Natalie. You did your first show last time we were here, and now this is your second. So you're an official friend of the show. Yes. Yay. (laughs) 
Natalie Baca, what is going on in the world of Hollow Spirits right now? I hear you guys got a, a tweaked menu, and you got some vegan specials. That piques my interest as a vegetarian. Yeah. But, I mean, this is... This isn't just for vegans. Like, this is something delicious for everybody, right? It is delicious for everybody, and it is on our menu most of the time. But we do have um, the Vegan Chef's Challenge going on for the month of July. So we're offering some new specials, and we have a vegan cheesecake as well for dessert. So we've got the whole dining experience here now um, through the month of July for vegans to come enjoy. we got drinks that are creamy with coconut that are also vegan appetizers desserts we got everything now so we're excited to be launching that and um, lots of other restaurants on the list for that lots of different vegan options so what is this this smells amazing i was gonna say it's yeah. tearing well, my nose up right here this is so good so this is our royal trumpet so it's like a teriyaki bowl it has a house-made teriyaki sauce jasmine rice bok choy um, and then the royal trumpet mushrooms are the star of the dish they're so good in that sauce Vegans love it. I've also had people add chicken or beef to it as well, along with the mushrooms. It's just so good. I actually don't usually love mushrooms, but this dish is just so good. I can't. The royal trumpets it. are friggin' amazing. They it are. smells. They're, they're legit delicious. Hey, yes, they are big. They're very big. Yeah, oh, those man. are some th thick, like the thick, meaty guys. Yeah, they're like, I had this wise. dish here a while back, and mm. I took one bite, and I was like, oh, no, did they give me chicken <laughs> accidentally? No, it's like dense and meat-esque, and it's got that amazing sauce on it. One of my favorite dishes here. Yeah, the sauce is really the start. It's so good. So you guys are having a special drag brunch coming up. What does that entail? Yeah, we do. So we have drag brunch here at Hall of Spirits. Uh, we used to sell tickets and do shows, but we've been having some free shows. So this drag brunch coming up on Sunday, July 24th. That one's going to be all ages and no cover. We'll have a brunch buffet along with mimosa pitchers. And the doors for that open at 11. The show will start at noon. And so. that's that's not a traditional come here and have brunch. Like you have a different spread yeah, just for this event. Exactly. Yeah, we'll have a special buffet set out for everybody involved. So it'll be all you can eat. And there'll be no waiting for food on that end, which is always a drag when you're uh, not a drag. Learn <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, nice. to play on words. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a friend of the show and you dress up in drag, and you mention two men on, does that mean they get free breakfast? Something. I they, think that's they got to get something. You'll get a round of applause. <laughs> Everybody will love that. They had last time lots of fun games and yeah. competitions and stuff, so you might have the chance to come in and try and dress up, do a lip sync, and sing for your life. So you did also mention a whiskey and cigar night. Is this just one type of whiskey, or is this all types of whiskeys? Or how is that going to go? So this is all types of whiskey that we make here at Hollow Spirits. So we'll have our Red 96, our single malt whiskeys, and we'll have our head distiller here that will talk you through that. We also have experts from Monte's Cigar that come in, and so then we pair the cigars with the whiskey, oh. and it's kind of tasting both of them. Very professional. I've been to a whiskey and cigar night. I've been to two. I, I've been to two. And my the whiskey and cigar night I went to was a special uh, tequila and cigar night. Oh. They had a tequila. I think whiskey is a better pairing, but I really yeah. enjoyed myself that night, like trying say, different spirits and different cigars. I've never heard of a tequila and cigar, but that's, that sounds interesting, too. But the yeah. whiskey and cigar, you can't go wrong with that. It's true. Yeah, the aged, aged in the barrel and then the tobacco taste from the cigars just pairs so well together. How does a friend of the show sign up for a whiskey and cigar night? 
Um, so go to hollowspirits.com. We have all of our events posted there. It'll take you to a link to buy a ticket for our events. So the whiskey and cigar night is $50 per person, and that will come with the cigars that you smoke and the flight of whiskey that you taste. And it's way more than $50 worth of cigars and say. whiskey, oh, yeah, by the yeah, way. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, I had, a, I had a cigar last time I was there, and the cigar itself was more than $50. I was like, uh, is this right? Is this, <laughs> am I... Am I in the right place? Did someone give you the wrong cigar? That's yeah. Is this, is, you, is this a special cigar you had set to the side for owner-operator Frank Holloway? Is that what's going on? No, they're for everyone, and the expertise is really valuable, too, just going and having them talk to you about how to cut it and how to light it and how to smoke it. So this is first come, first serve, right? Yes, yeah, so it is right. ticketed. So we do sell tickets. If we aren't sold out the day of, you can usually buy your ticket at the door. Um, but for the most part, go online to Hollow Spirits. Go online and, and get your tickets, you guys. Do not wait and think you can come up and you can get fit in. Trust me, it's going to sell out very fast. If you would like to try to win a whiskey and cigar uh, cigar night or win a bartending class right here at Hollow Spirits, you can show up to the New Mexico United watch parties that are hosted by Van Nunley and Fred Slow of Two Men On, sometimes Robert Buck D. Gibson, sometimes a uh, voice of New Mexico United, Tyler Ortega. He joins us sometimes as well. We have a lot of fun. we got the game up on the big screen, drink specials, food specials, great giveaways as always. We give away two tickets to Whiskey and Cigar. We give away two tickets to the bartending class. We give away merchandise. We give away gift cards for your use next time but mostly we give away a good time yeah is there anything we missed no i think we covered most of it those games are always so fun i love that we do them here because i'm here working i can't make it to the games but it's just as fun to watch it and hear the commentary here join us for the next away match for your new mexico united if you can't make it to the lab and you can't make it to new york or detroit we'll be here <laughs> next Saturday and the following Sunday hosting New Mexico United watch parties right here at my favorite place in town, Hollow Spirits. Two-time guest now, Natalie Baca. Welcome to the friend of the show hood. There we go. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. I love I'm a, talking with you. I'm about to be an honorary vegan, you guys. I'm about to dip I'm into that. I'm excited. <laughs> I love it. You don't even miss the meat, I promise. It's I'm, I'm going to flip you just like that one guy in college tried to. <laughs> When we get back, more sports and sports-adjacent content. Got some awesome interviews in the 5 o'clock hour. When we get back, we're talking Texans and Deshaun Watson. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. One hour in the books. Friday at 5 o'clock. Congratulations, friends of the show. You made it you through made another it. week. Time to celebrate. It is quitting time. Yes, sir. Everybody's working for the weekend. Everybody wants a second chance, Robert. Everybody's working for the weekend. Hey, that's a good segue you just did there. Yeah, you're welcome. That was nice. You're welcome. 
So the Texans suck. (laughs) (laughs) Who didn't know that? Well, not on the field. They're a horrible organization that enabled a pervert to take advantage of poor women who couldn't defend themselves. And they just settled out of court 30 lawsuits, 30, count them, 30 lawsuits. That is a lot of money. That That is is so much money. That is a lot of sweeping under the rug. We're going to delve into that a little more after I tell you the boys are live from Hollow Spirits. Come down here, have some fun with us. We already got ourselves a delicious cocktail in front of us. I have the Lavender Moon. Robert's got the Sandia Margarita. The boys have a stack of Isotopes tickets and some Gladiators tickets for you. Come down here and have some fun with the boys at my favorite place in town. Great food, great drink, great service. And the boys are here. So Texans ownership group made a statement. And boy, does it smell like expletive deleted. Yes, yes, yes. We were shocked and deeply saddened when we first heard allegations against our then-franchise quarterback in March of 2021. All right, starting off the bat with a bunch of BS. Yep, Just yep. coming in hot. That smells horrible. Although our organization... Excuse me. Although our organization did not have any knowledge of Deshaun Watt alleged misconduct keeping the bs rolling yeah they it's gotta stick with it that pile of bs is yeah. gaining steam starting to roll downhill it. they gotta stick with it we have intentionally chosen to resolve this matter amicably do you know what amicably means yeah they don't amicably means <laughs> no one gets hurt yeah Dozens of women were hurt by your actions, you turning the cheek and you enabling. By the way, if you didn't know, if you haven't followed us following this story, the Houston Texans provided Deshaun Watson with his own hotel room. Suites. And stacks of NDA. Yeah. The non-disclosure agreement. So they are just as culpable as Deshaun Watson is. I feel like they gave him the blueprint. They were like, okay, this is what you're into, but if you do it this way, then you can really get away with it. When this first hit, when we first uh, talked about this, I knew this is exactly what was going to happen, and they did it so swiftly, too. When, they, when it came out that people were going to go after the organ, organization, the Texans was like, all right, that's fine. Everybody huddle up, and we'll just get this swept up under the rug. And they go on. This is not an admission of any wrongdoing. More BS. The BS ball's rolling downhill. Yep. Okay, if you didn't have any uh, wrongdoing, why did you settle and give away millions and millions of dollars to these women who were wronged while this happened on your watch? This is straight-up hush money because every one of these women intended to make claims against the Texans. They are basically saying, let me get in front of the these women because we don't want this dirty laundry to be aired about us let it all be about Deshaun Watson that's what it is there's a little more BS the BS ball roll bigger and they close with as an organization we will now turn our focus to the future and doing what we can to ensure respect for all man which let me translate that for you that means we paid you off shut up we're gonna go about our business again you know what's the crazy thing about this? Deshaun Watson has been saying he's innocent, so he's got to stick with that. 
So he can never really speak about what the Texans were doing for him as well. So they know this. So now they huddled up the 30 ladies and said, okay, now you're quiet. Deshaun won't say nothing. So we're good. We washed our hands of this. Right. This is crazy. This is crazy. And, and don't, don't forget that the McNair family, Cal McNair, is the same guy who's oh, made bigotous statements oh, yeah. about gay football players, yep. who has made racist statements about his very own players. Yep. This is the same family who has, like, bad guy bingo and just X'd out every single square on the card. Oh, yeah, they won that game a while ago. These people suck. <laughs> yes. They suck. Oh, I'm man. sorry, and this hurts because, you know, I grew up a Houston Oilers fan. You know, I still know the fight song like the back of my hand. When the Oilers left town, that's when I became a Packers fan. I found a newfound love for, you know, a team that had Brett Favre. It was very enticing. You know, they're owned by their fans. I thought that was really cool. And I said, I'm never going back to Houston football. I'm a free agent, and I'm signing with the fandom of the Green Bay Packers. Well, the crazy thing about this is uh, Deshaun Watson has already been vilified, but the Houston Texans will not. This will be forgotten about by the time the season starts. I yeah. really believe so. Yeah, I man. really believe so. And the, the crazy thing about it is they both went about it the same exact way. They it, both did the same thing. They were in cahoots. They both paid off women to make them be quiet. But there's only one person that's going to come out looking like the bad guy while the, while the Houston Texans will just continue on with business as usual. And, and, Robert, what you said right there is the exact reason that I wanted to talk about this subject because as a person who cares very much about his daughter, his sister, exactly. and his mother, yeah. like this is one of the ugliest things in the history of sports yep. that this was allowed to happen, not only allowed to happen, but enabled to happen. Yeah. Like, I'll say it again. I'll say it a million times. They had his own hotel room for all of these massages to happen on their dime. Yeah. The organization provided Deshaun Watson with non-disclosure agreements. So Now, now when you say that, because that's kind of glossing over it, that means they had lawyers. Correct. Draft these up. Yes. To the T to where they say, hey, when this is happening, you have these ladies sign these and you're covered. That, I mean, what you're saying That's it. is That's, that oh my goodness. the organization funded yeah. these transgressions. Yep. There was a, a portion of the Houston Texans' budget that was paying off lawyers, oh, man. buying hotel rooms, writing these NDAs. It was written into their budget to enable yeah. Deshaun Watson, and it's disgusting. And I hope, like... There's a, a lot of people like us out there who are willing to talk about this subject because right. it's uncomfortable. Right, it is. Like, we could talk about LeBron. We could talk about Tiger Woods. This isn't a lot of fun no. for us to talk about because, you know, two men on. We're the boys. We like toasting a beer, telling jokes, having fun. This isn't fun to talk about, but this is important. Yeah. And as a society and as, you know, passionate sports fans and hopefully just – decent people we don't allow this to happen again and this is the last time it happens well i don't know man this it's just kind of discouraging because i feel like these these nfl teams they're under the umbrella of the nfl they're untouchable i feel like they can get away with anything and this isn't just this isn't the first story that we hear about an organization doing something not just illegal right. but unethical sure. and they get away with it yep 
And, you know, I, I, just, I just can't take it anymore. Like, I, I will continue to talk about this subject to bring light to the subject and make sure everyone is aware of this subject and, and what you could do. Uh, w- when the dust settles on all this and Deshaun Watson, you know, gets his punishment and we figure out what's going on in the long run, that as a society we do what we can to make sure this doesn't happen again. Right. And I can't state it enough that this just isn't one 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 off incident right the the sad thing is this team the houston texans will not get disciplined by the nfl but the player does that doesn't make any sense to me because i would think the owner would have a bigger stake of responsibility in this which i believe he certainly does but nothing happens to him i understand i'm not saying deshaun watson doesn't deserve whatever's coming to him he completely does but for that team to get away with it and just pay off 30 women and then just go about business as usual, that's not fair either. I don't think that's fair. Houston, Texas organization, you get the stamp of suck approval from two men on. <laughs> we hope you get everything bad happen to you from here forward. Oh, and we 17 hope you do. seasons for two decades. No, because they get the first pick. You oh, get that's the, right. That's you go right, 0 that's and right. 17, and you lose the first pick. There you go. There, you, there go. you go. That's it. More than that, for every year of the franchise, until you turn this around and right all of your wrongs, hush money is not righting your wrongs. That's enough darkness. That's enough. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk some community service. We're going to talk some sports when we get back with the lovely Mary Ingham. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports animal. Jerry, cut the music. What did I tell you about playing Toby Keith on my radio show? Sorry, I had my Spotify on. I just. You know what? I, I appreciate that more than Nelly, though. Well, okay, yeah. Hey, yeah. don't turn it back up. How dare you? Jerry, this is not a game. <laughs> sorry, never. The boys ever are live again. from Hollow Spirits today. I'm sorry, Jerry. I cut you off. What's happening? I said never, ever again. <laughs> okay, but, deal. But, I, I know how the music works. It's rotation. It's, it's an accident. I have yeah, no idea I, I what pops up. I love on magic. you every time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the boys are live from Hollow Spirits today. We're having a lot of fun here up until 7 p.m. Come get you some great food, some great drinks, some good times, some great service. And the boys are here. The boys are here. With a giant stack of isotopes tickets. Here, listen to this. Did you hear that? Those tickets flying? I'm hoping those were tickets, man. That was tickets. That was tickets. <laughs> the headset is still right next to my mouth, not separate orifices. <laughs> okay, I'm, it's a hard segue into here, but I'm sorry to talk about orifices and then bring you on the lovely Mary Ingham candidate. For House District 10 of New Mexico, welcome to Hollow Spirits. Welcome to Two Men On. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Awesome having you here. And, you know, you have a special story when it comes to sports. And, you know, we do sports here. We do sports. We call it sports-adjacent content. And and we love talking sports in the Albuquerque area. And it seems like you dipped your toe into almost every kind of, like, sporting life here in Albuquerque. And it started right after... Title IX began ah. in 1973. You were part of UNM's first women's track team. Yep, that's true. Wait, yeah. that's awesome. Like that, 
I, just to think about that, that's legendary. That's historic. Well, is you know, we um, it kind of kind of started when I was a, a senior at mm-hmm. Crown Point High School, and they had the first um, girls track meet, and it was the whole state. So it was places like Crown Point and Jowl and House and all of the Albuquerque big Albuquerque schools. Um, but I was able to to go you know go to that in in, um, in four events, and then um, and, and then the. I, they had a track and field class at UNM, and then that's kind of how I got introduced into the the group at um, the team at UNM. And uh, it was it was a very it was a great experience. We wore the men's uh, uniforms. Um, wow! For they were like we had these really fuzzy fuzzy. Uh, they washed them first, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, they okay, looked good, clean. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so we uh, we wore those, but it was it was a great experience that we we're all just kind of working it out together at that time. I want to stay on this subject because just. Just for me, I can't think of, you know, how that must have been back then. Was it a, gr- uh, a big group of women, a big group of ladies? Was it, were you guys a small group? or We started, I think we started pretty small. There were yeah. some um, club teams in um, Albuquerque at the time, and some of those, those women, you know, came over. Right. And um, we kind of, just a kind of mixed-matched variety and just kind of worked, all worked together. And, and uh, it was, in those days, it was kind of funny because they had this, student athletes driving like the vans we went up to northern colorado to a a meet up there and it was a blizzard and here i am driving this unm vehicle but i'm sure the liability deals in those times were quite (laughs) different than now but like but it was it was a great it was a great experience so what is it like now looking back on your time being on unm track right after title nine while you were the first class did you realize the impact you were having at the time? No, uh, I think it was just um, we just felt really fortunate that that we were there, those doors were finally opening up for girls to be able to um, to participate and to um, have the benefits that would that would come from that in the world of sports and fitness as well as in education and and other um, other doors that were opened by Title IX. So how did that parlay into you servicing the community? Well, uh, I, I always, um, I did, you know, all different kind of sports, and, and I just love that. But when I, um, when I finished with physical therapy school at UNM, I was either interested in going into the sports medicine world or uh, work with children with, right. you know, with disabilities. And um, I tell you, athletes are, can be kind of hard-headed. And, uh, you don't say. Yeah. So yeah. As a we PT, know a little bit of something about that, right, I, man? And I, I have the same thing myself where somebody tells me something like, uh, no, I don't think so. So I didn't go forward and hurt yourself more, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And, I, and I just love children always have. So I have five kids of my own and five grandkids and just always had that and a special heart for uh, people with disabilities. So that's been pretty much what my career has been. So that's something that we share. I also have a passion for the the DD and MR world. Mm-hmm. As before, I did this for a living. I was a social worker. I was a, oh. a guardianship contractor, and I and I still volunteer oh, with good. Special Olympics and a couple other organizations. Can you talk a little bit about the spirit of Special Olympics and you know how it ties to athletics and enriching people's lives? Well, the, the um, there's kind of a there's kind of two parts. When I worked at Carrie Tingley in the early 90s, we started a, a sports program for kids with disabilities. So a lot of those were kids with physical disabilities, a lot of uh, kids in wheelchairs and with you know, different amputations and things like that. 
and um, as well as you know children who had um, cognitive impairments. So special education, I mean special, sorry, Special Olympics tends to um, have children who have cognitive impairments, as, and they can also have you know physical impairments. So there's a kind of a little bit of a bridge. Um, I mean a little bit of a division there. So how has yeah. it evolved since you know back then until now? Because you know I'm 43, and I could say just from my being on the outside looking in, I can say it's become a bigger, more important deal than it used to be when I was younger. You know, would, would you say that's the, the truth oh, from the evolution for the Special Olympics? Oh, yeah, uh, yes. definitely. It, it, they're, I know they're always struggling with funding. Right, right. And um, I would hope there would be somehow through the state that because that's such an important program for fitness for a lot of um, a lot of those children and adults right. to be able to to get out and, and move and, and just enjoy activity and sports. Exactly. We're joined by Mary Ingham, candidate for House District 10 of New Mexico. If you want any information on her campaign, check out Mary Ingham for the number 4nm.com. So there's a couple big complexes in your district, and I think you have a vision for these complexes. Mesa del Sol, Bullhead Park, there might be some other ones I'm not aware of. But what's your vision for these sporting complexes? Well, let me, let me talk first. Um, District 10 is does include um, that area south of Gibson all the way to, to Louisiana and, and the base and, you know, and the airport, Mesa del Sol, all the way down into the, the South Valley and then parts of, you know, parts of Kirkland and, um, and those areas. Um, but I, 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 we have Bullhead and we have um, the Mesa del Sol group, and there are, you know, parks um, in the South Valley, but I think the South Valley in a lot of ways has been kind of left out in a, in a variety of different ways, and, and one of them is in, in the use of those, those sports complexes and the ability for, for our whole, whole district to, to participate well in there. I think one thing that's, that's a concern is, is the lack of um, public transportation right. to those areas, and so those would be uh, things that I think would really benefit, um, benefit that. Um, there's been some talk in the past with Mesa del Sol possibly having a connection to the rail runner, um, something along that. You know, I don't haven't really looked into that that carefully, but but I think it's important that we have access for everybody and not just people who have uh, have cars and can can get around. Absolutely, I love I love that vision. I, I love that vibe, and I, I think access is important. Yes. I think representation is important. But let, let's pivot to. Um, Youth sports. Yes. Like how do how do how do you see youth sports impacting your district and impacting the Albuquerque community? Well, I, I think um, I'm really an advocate of families, obviously, and I work you know a lot with with kids with special needs. The families are very stressed and very you know much in need of of support. And now with with what's happening, um, I think the the support for families is is extra important, and I think sports really draws draws families together, draws communities together, and oftentimes you get uh, get to know people that you wouldn't ordinarily exactly. get to know. So, like at UNM, I always took a a PE class because I could actually go and talk to the people and meet a bunch of different people and have some activity and. Um, and so, you know, some of the classes where you're sitting there taking notes the whole time, it's kind of hard to, to make friends there. So I found a lot of uh, friends in sports. And I think that's what is a great thing for kids um, to, you know, to be a part of that. And as we know, you know, with, 
with what's happened in the last couple of years yeah. that it's had a huge impact on education. The, the sports, you know, there was a coaches survey that showed that um, 42% of uh, high school um, athletes in, in the state um, had one or more Fs Wow. Just because, Ooh. well, a, a big portion of it was that they they just couldn't participate in the sports and, and do that. So I think it's got a real big impact on students, on children, and on, on families and community. Mary Ingham, candidate for District 10 of New Mexico. You can reach her at Mary at Mary Ingham 4, the number 4nm.com. You can find out information on the campaign, M-A-R-Y-I-N-G-H-A-M, the number 4 nm.com thanks for joining us today and thanks for uh talking about your journey thank you very much looking forward to seeing you guys again when we get back lobo legend and tbt enchantment participant your favorite baller darice gary you're listening to two men on on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal and welcome back duke city more sports and sports adjacent content coming your way here with two men on on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Lobo legend, TBT enchantment point guard, the man, the myth, the legend, Darice Gary joins us. What's happening, my guy? Man, I'm chilling, man. I appreciate that. I don't know if I've ever been brought on like that. That's, <laughs> that's, I, don't, I don't know why. That's big time. <laughs> that's big well, time. hey, you know how much Lobo fan loves you. You know how much Albuquerque loves you. And uh, I got a question for you. When you come back home, what's the first thing you do when you get back to Albuquerque? First thing, I think the first thing I do is I maybe go to Dion's. Dion's? <laughs> Either Dion's or Waffle House because we don't got that back in uh, Elkhart, Indiana. So, <laughs> yeah, I got to I gotta visit that. But, man, I, I just love to come back and try to get to the pit, man. It's, it's no place like it. Yeah. Even, even when I go back to the uh, practice facility and just meet with the coaches and the players, man, it's just like a refresh yeah. when I get back there. So that was the first two things I do. I got to get my Dion's. And then I got to get back to my pit. So when I moved here to Albuquerque, you guys were the team. You know, I would go to the pit. You were the point guard. And I remember you had the braids to the back. Right. And I was like, I was like, okay, okay. Because I had no clue. I had, I had no uh, knowledge or anything about the Lobos. But you guys set a standard, man. So when you come back, do you get the fans who recognize you, who, who take you back to the days when you were playing at the pit? Man, I do. I do. You know, we got uh, – Brandon Mason, he played for the A's. We're not going to hold it against him, though. We're not going to hold it against him. Right. We're not going to hold it against him. But that's like, it's like my best friend, man. So yeah. when I come back, you know, he set up the camps and the different stuff where we can get back involved with the uh, community. And it's like it's like I never left. Right. Man. And it's, you don't get too many places like that. But, I yeah. mean, they let me know the, the work I put in, you know, didn't go unrecognized. You know what I'm saying? So – it's always love when I come back. I always come back and try to do do something, some type of camp, some type of event to just give back because without, you know, our six men, I always call our fans the six men because mm -hmm. they help us win a lot of games. But without them, man, the Lobos are, I mean, it's hard to win games without them, just put it that way. Right. Monday, July 18th, this coming Monday, quadruple header at the pit. They got it broken down into two sessions. So the first two games is session one. That's one ticket. Next two uh, games is session two. That's a separate ticket. 
but make sure you do not miss the game at 8 o'clock Mountain as your (laughs) TBT enchantment, all Lobo alumni fight the hated Las Cruces Panamaniacs, all Aggie alumni. Lobo Nation, show up, turn up, turn out for your TBT enchantment. Like, is this the matchup you've been dreaming of for years? Like, how good is it to show up to the pit? You get to come back home to the pit, and not only do you get to hoop with all your alumni, old players, you know, probably, you know, some people you look up to, some people you may have mentored, you know, Lobos of all ages. Also, you get to beat up on the Aggies. How good is that? You just laid it all out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nothing better, man. Like, of course, everyone knows the rivalry with, you know, the Lobos and the Aggies. It's, I, me, being, I'm going to be biased. You know, right, right. Duh. It's uh. nothing. It's nothing like it. And to come back and, and put on that show again with the formers that put it on before in the pit, yeah. I mean, what, what can you say about that, man? Like, it's, it's a dream, man, and I'm – we're excited, man. We've been working hard. We've been we've been chugging away at it. You know, we've got some young guys, got some old guys, got some in between. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's everything you could dream of. I'm I'm excited for it. All right, Doris, I'm gonna put you on the spot, man. How, how how much y'all winning by, man? Oh, oh, like, you can't you can't you can't let state come in. Coming to the pit, man. I don't I don't want to hear about these all oh, the state legends. It ain't about them. It's about you guys. How, right, how much? Right. How much we looking at? What are we looking at? Listen, I, I, I've been. I mean, I've been taught good. You know, I was. I was under Steve. So yeah, you know, yeah. He, you know know. What I'm saying? <laughs> he, he he taught his PG good. So I'm not gonna do a prediction, but I'm just gonna say this: they got some heavy hitters. Okay, if you look at their roster and you mm-hmm. do some research, they got some heavy hitters. But, <laughs> but, it's back in the pit, man. I don't care. Who we have? Yeah, yeah. There we go. You know go. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's back in the pit, man. I know it's gonna be a battle. Yeah. Because I know they're ready. I know they're 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 on the same thing we're on. You know what I'm saying? So that's gonna be a battle, man. It's gonna be fun, man. Just to just get back out there and be competitive with those guys, man. I just you know what I'm saying. I'm not gonna say we're gonna come out on top, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say, but I'm looking forward to the outcome. All right. So so how many times have you got to practice? Yeah. With the enchantment. Like, how much work did you guys get to do together? Um, I mean, it's hard, man, because you have guys in different seasons. Like, we've got in there. We got to shoot around a little bit, you know, doing little shooting competitions. We got to play a couple of two-on-two, three-on-threes, but not really got in there with all our guys and got to, like, a full practice practice. So, right. I mean, still, still to this day, we haven't had a practice practice. But, I mean, we got in there. We got to shoot around a little bit, but. With guys' schedule and trying to get everybody here at the same time, it's just hard. All right, follow up to that question. With what you've seen, with what you've got your eyes on, who do you predict's going to ball out on Monday? Oh man, that's tough. You got you got you got Mathis, <laughs> Mathis, and Scotty. Mm-hmm. Like those two names right there should put fear in people because those right. guys can shoot the laces off the ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you got a you got a bull like me. Let's just put his head down and get to the basket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and right now I'm at the point of time where, man, I'm going to kick it and please make the shot. You know what, <laughs> what, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with those two guys, man, that can shoot it, you got Roe, man, that's just 
bro. He's so he made our thirty and five team. He made our thirty and five team. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody talk about me. They talk about Darrington, which which dude is a freaking. That's my brother, man. Yeah. He's a, a monster. But I don't think at that time and point. I mean, you. I'm not quoted on this, but you can correct me if you see me in the street. But we weren't playing little ball like that when we were playing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We had a hybrid five, and then we had a six seven, six eight hybrid. You know what I'm saying? That was our two bigs. So we were wow. playing little ball, you know, before little ball was popular. Yeah, hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you see you got a guy like that that's been doing it for years with Roe, you know what I'm saying? You throw Scotty, you throw uh, Mathis in the mix. You, man, you got my man Pancake that's just a freaking monster mm -hmm. defensively, offensively. I mean, you throw me in the mix where uh, I'm not going to toot my horn because I'm not no beast or nothing, but I'm going to whatever I got to do. Yeah, you're going to make it a you long night. You're going to make it a you long know, night for somebody. If I got to chew my arm <laughs> off to get us there, I'm going I'm to I'm gnaw on it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, our team is unselfish, and it's, you, don't, you, don't, you don't get that too right. much. You know what right. I'm saying? When we come together, it's like we never left. Right. So the, the, the chemistry between amongst us is just, man, it's, you can't find it. Kind of, kind of to piggyback off of that, what is the one teammate that you're looking forward the most to playing with again Monday? Oh, that's tough. Yeah. That's Giving tough. you the hard questions yeah. here, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and it's not a favoritism <laughs> thing. No, no, it's no, just, no, no, you know. No, because we, we still all communicate. Right. Man. I know. the big, I always call us the big three. The big three with me, Ro, and, and Butter with yeah. Darrington. You know what I'm saying? I know for a fact I get to play with my brother, Roman Butter. Not, not 100% about Butter, but those probably would be the two. And then with Drew, I mean – the guys I've, I've played with. Right. Gotcha. But to get to play with Scotty and Mathis and, and, and Joe and the guys that came after me, <laughs> I mean, I'm excited about that too because I've watched them. Right. But I've never stepped and went and battled with them. So, I mean, I'm, I'm up in the air, man. I, whoever, you know, they pick to step on the court with me, I'm going to be on cloud nine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Have you talked to Coach? Kenny Thomas is going to coach again right. this year. Right. Uh, have you talked about minutes, rotations? Like, do you know what to expect? Right, yeah, yeah. No, of course. I mean, we would be silly not to, you know what I'm saying? Just being a vet and understanding being a PG, we, we talked a little bit. You know, just trying to be smart about different things. Um, I want to say <laughs> – I don't want to say too much and get the game plan. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. But, you know, just like you said, just managing minutes and going into the uh, the last – you know, the I forget. I don't. I don't want to mess it up. The whatever the last minute, four minutes, or whatever that is. Right, yeah. right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? With it, going into that, smart having the game plan, going into that. You know, and just keeping keeping people fresh because we do have vets on the team that's older. Sure. And we do have the young guys that's coming off seasons and and you know things like that. So just being able to manage that and going into the to the uh, game with a with a good game plan is just put it that way. Yeah. The the website uh, lists. Your position, your height, your college, it doesn't say age. Right. Right, right, it right, doesn't right. say, it the website doesn't call out anybody. We're not, not so. going to put it either. We're not, not going to put it. We're not going to put it. Hey, I, I, got a, I got a question about your uh, professional travels. So you play professional hoops in right. some places that you might not imagine right. people playing professional hoops. Like you're in the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, you know, that whole area. What was the biggest moment of culture shock for you? What was the weirdest thing? Um, I would have to say Saudi Arabia, just with the uh, rules that they have in place with their religion. Um, 
it's a very it's very tight I mean just getting in there getting in there is very hard um just with the women and men you know it's just, it's a big it's a big difference than right. being in here in the U.S. So I would have to say that was probably the biggest culture shock. But my my uh, going overseas, my I played in D League, but my very first overseas gig was Egypt, and being able to get in that role and understand what they need over there as a point guard for overseas, mm -hmm. I had to understand that quickly, you know, and mm -hmm. adapt to that. And I think I did it pretty well, where people were continuing right. wanting me to play and different things like that. So I mean, I I had a I was blessed to see, you know, the different things like Egypt, Dubai, Qatar, just going and seeing that lifestyle over there. So, yeah. I mean, I feel really blessed to do that. For the listener and the fan that's coming to the TBT Monday, Doris, what can you tell them they need to expect at the pit? At the, from me or just in general? From you. From me, expect for, expect Bulldog coming. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking <laughs> you know what I'm about. Expect the bus coming, man. Where, <laughs> I mean, I'm still me. I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know no other way. Yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, when you see me, I've been in the weight room a little bit. You know yep. what I'm saying? I've been lifting a little bit, so I'm a lot stronger. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if the speed's still there. We're gonna see. <laughs> but you know, just beg me, diving on the floor, taking charges, getting still, doing the little things that it takes to win, man. Like when you grew up that way, you don't know how to do anything else. So when I get in there. The time that I get, man, I'm gonna put it, you know, to the max. Albuquerque, New Mexico, surrounding areas. The place to be on Monday is the pit. Go to golobos.com to get your tickets as your TBT enchantment full of New Mexico alumni take on these losers oh from down south. <laughs> we'll be there, the right? Panamanex. Yeah, we'll those be are there, right? those are my words, <laughs> not not the words yeah, of Lobo <laughs> legend Darius Gary. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it. For, sure, for yep. sure, for sure, man. I love it, man. All right, when we get back more sports and sports adjacent content, you're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 V Sports Animal. And we're back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 Esports Animal. The boys are live from Hollow Spirits. Come get some great food, great drink, great service, and a great atmosphere. And how about some Isotopes tickets? The boys got a big stack of Topes tickets here for the friends of the show. And if uh, you say the right things, I might throw in some Gladiator tickets, hey, too. Double them up, man. Yeah, double them up. Gladiator's last home game this Saturday, Rio Rancho Event Center. Make sure you get out and support the dudes. Hey, it's going to be a tough Saturday for Albuquerque sports fans because yeah. we got Meow Wolf Night mm -hmm. at the lab for the New Mexico oh, United. That's the And then night we got too. Duke City Gladiators. Their final home game out at the Rio Rancho Event Center. So, Albuquerque sports fan, make sure you get out and do at least one of those. Um, there's no wrong time to do the right thing, Robert. Yeah, oh, that's right. I agree with you. There's no wrong time to do the right thing. But 110 years <laughs> is a little too late. Yeah, man. I don't know if you heard the news today, loyal listener, but way posthumously, Jim Thorpe was re-awarded his gold medals from the 1912 
pentathlon and decathlon in Stockholm, Sweden. Yes. And if you don't know what happened, Jim Thorpe was stripped of his medals because they were a lot stricter in the Olympics previously about making sure that you're an amateur. And it came to find out that he played a couple seasons of minor league baseball, and it was 1912. He got paid like 12 cents or something ridiculous. The, cr- probably- uh, the crazy thing about this, he didn't go to the Olympics to play baseball. Yeah. <laughs> that made yeah. no sense to me. Sure. I, I never understood what it, was, what it was about. But when I got older, I did understand. It was really about some racism. Yep. He was Native American. They, yep. They, they stacked the deck against him, and they used it. They held it against him for so many decades. Yeah, I mean, you made two really good points there. And, like, those are two, the two big ones, right? Like, hitting a slider isn't part of the decathlon. <laughs> no. Right? No. No. Th- throwing a curveball is not part of the pentathlon. No. And we're talking about the guy who is considered the greatest athlete in American history. Yes. Like, seriously, it's, the, it's not even close. One of the best all-around athletes in the history of the world. Yes was freak of nature Jim Thorpe, and you hit the nail on the head. This wasn't about being an amateur professional baseball player. This was about him being native. Right, exactly. That's, we know what America was back then. We know what the world was back then. Um, so for them to finally right this wrong, that's, that's, a, that's a silver lining in all this. I, I, I'm glad they finally got this right. I don't like that it took them that long. But I don't think this should be the end, though. They need to go above and beyond because that's a long time to disrespect his legacy. That is a, a super long time. There's no wrong time to do the right thing, but 100 years is ridiculously too long to do the right thing. But congratulations to Jim Thorpe. Congratulations to Jim Thorpe's family. Yeah. You know, his lineage and yeah. the Jim Thorpe Foundation. So, like, the, the egg is off the face of the Olympic Committee. Yeah. Congratulations. It took you long enough. Yeah, we, I grew up, well, we grew up in a time, remember Dan versus Dave? Sure. This is before these guys even, one of them didn't even make the Olympics. Right. And they had commercials about them. Right. So you have Jim Thorpe, who won the Catalans, Pentathlons, I can't even say it, in the Olympics, <laughs> and he had to go through all of that. Fast forward to now, you got people making commercials, getting money, and they haven't even made the Olympics. That's crazy. You absolutely nailed it on that one. When we get back at the starting the 6 o'clock hour, we're going to do our I-9 varsity. And we're going to do the I-9 varsity of sports nicknames. Oh. And why sport nicknames, Van, you ask? Because Cam Hayward called his new quarterback, Kenny Pickett, Burger King hands. <laughs> and that's the best nickname I've heard in a long time. <laughs> For a quarterback at that. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Burger King hands picket is now on the map. When we get back to <laughs> I-9 Varsity, you're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. The boys are at Hollow Spirits having a little cocktail, having a lot of fun, giving away some isotopes and gladiator tickets. Shout out to Darice Gary for joining us. Shout out to Mary Ingham for joining us. Talking sports in Albuquerque, a little community service. Check out I9 Sports for all of your sports needs. They can help your kids 
learn. They can help your kids thrive. They can help your kids uh, make better friends, be better kids, and they'll keep them safe while doing that the whole time. Check out i9sports.com, League Office 280, or email leagueoffice280 at i9sports.com. Give them a phone call, 505-312-4999. Today's I-9 Varsity is Varsity of Sports Nicknames. And as you know, the Varsity, we here at Two Men On, pick a topic randomly throughout the show. It may be a pop culture reference. It may be something that happened. It may be something that somebody said throughout the show. And we do what we call our varsity, our top four, top five, what we think is the best of each subject. It could be a totem pole. It could be a Rushmore. It could be a top five. You know what you're working with now. Cam Hayward on his podcast, (laughs) throwing some shade at his new rookie quarterback, calling Kenny Pickett Burger King hands. And I thought that is top shelf. For Kenny Pickett's sake, I hope that doesn't stick because he's taken so much crap yeah. for his hands over the past year. It's gotta like it's gotta give him like a PTSD yeah. or anxiety or like just quit talking about my damn hands. The only right? time the watch only, the game tape. The only way this will stick is if he turns into a complete bust. Or, or he fights it. Or he fights it. If there we go. That it. too. Yeah. Because then people are going to lean into it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. If he, if he throws a hissy fit and he tries to fight it, welcome to Burger King hands your whole <laughs> life, Kenny Pickett. So today's I-9 Varsity is the Varsity of Sports Nicknames. You want to go first? Yeah, I'm going to start with the best nickname in the history of sports. It's got to be Irvin Magic Johnson. Man. Magic. That just, oh, he just looked like magic. Like, his smile, the way he played the game, uh, you know, j- me being a lifelong Laker fan, like, I didn't even realize Irvin was his first name for years. A long time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. I didn't either. Magic. I, I thought, like, damn, what are the chances that this guy's named Magic and he's absolutely magic on the court? Yes. That's crazy. Yes. Oh, and his name's Irvin? Irvin. Oh, okay. No, I like Magic. Okay. And for him to get that at such a young age and live up to it, that, that's another crazy thing. So mine is Magic Johnson. All of mine are going to be the same dude. All right? oh, man. I'm just going to gonna blow my shtick right now. Okay. Because all right. like, out of like the top 20 best sports nicknames of all time, half of them are this guy. Okay. And I'm going to start with one of my favorites. After he retired, he had one celebrity boxing match, and he was referred to as... Manny Shacquiao. <laughs> so you're going to hear a lot of Shaquille O'Neal nicknames. <laughs> he has a whole career yeah. of amazing nicknames. So yeah. first on my I-9 varsity of yes. sports nicknames, I'm going with Shaquille O'Neal with Manny Shacquiao. Uh The next one I would have to say is the second best nickname in sports, and that's Wayne Gretzky, the great one. The great one. That you don't need, see how you said it. Yeah. That's how you have to say it. Sure. You can't just say the great. You gotta lower your voice and say the great one. I, I want to jump back to your first one, Magic. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how good the nickname is. Yeah. When it becomes your name, it's your name. Yeah. That's your name. Magic. No, no. Uh, the great one is a great nickname. One of the greatest of all time. Yeah. But no one says, uh, "Excuse me, Mister Great One." <laughs> 
Very no. true. But, uh, but people do say, hey, Magic, Magic. I got to go back, though. Magic's, you know what Magic's original nickname was? What? Buck. No. Yes. It was no. Buck. Yes, it was. Oh, that's right. That's, that's, what, uh, was. that's what his mom called him, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. That's what his original nickname yeah, was. Yeah, that's right. I didn't know that. Never mind. So Shaq was in Boston for one year. Oh, man. And that one year, <laughs> he had an absolutely epic nickname. Yes. As you know, he was Big Diesel, Big This, Big That. Yeah. When he was in Boston, he was the Big Shamrock. I'd say that was accurate because it was he was lucky to be on the court at that any was, given time. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't exactly Shaq. Yeah, during those years, yeah. but still good enough to make a team. Yes, hey, still get still good enough like Tiger was to get invited to the tournament. Yes, might not have played very well, but still good enough to get on the court and have a dope ass nickname. Yes, so going with Big Shamrock. Uh, this one I'm going to go MLB. When I was a kid, I loved this nickname just because. I felt like this is what the baseball felt every time he hit it. Frank Thomas, the big hurt. The big hurt. That was a yeah. big dude, man. Yeah. How was he that big playing baseball? And, and was that great at it? He, he stood out how big he was at that time. Jeez, they didn't man. make baseball players like that at that time. No. The, the only guy I could compare him to before him was Dave Winfield. Winfield sure. was a big guy. Yeah. But Frank Thomas – gigantic oh man this dude was huge for them to give him the name the big hurt that's exactly what he looked like to me and now there's a friggin six seven shortstop yes they <laughs> look what they evolved into things change yes okay also one year of Shaq's career he went to phoenix <laughs> all right had a little bit of success there played limited minutes but he could still play some good basketball the shactus yes as you know, Phoenix <laughs> Phoenix is just absolutely surrounded by totally, uh, like, really uh, apologetic cactuses. Like, yes. d- down for whatever, like, shoulder-shrugging uh, cactuses. So if you've ever been to Phoenix, you know how appropriate that nickname is. The thing, Shaq was on the Suns. He was the Shactus. The thing I like about Shaq's nicknames, nobody ever gave them to him. He gave them. Himself. Sometimes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The next one I have, I love this guy in college. Great fullback. Came into the league, became a running back, a legend in Pittsburgh. Jerome the Bus Bettis. When he went to Pittsburgh, people forget he started as a Ram. But when he went to Pittsburgh and he had that yellow and black on, you could not tell me he did not run like a bus, man. Just people would load up on his back, couldn't bring him down. The, one of the more accurate nicknames in sports history, Jerome the Bus Bettis. That's strong work. Yes. And that's, that's one that, like, everyone knows. The no, Bus. No one just says, you remember that Jerome Bettis guy? Nah, they're like the Bus. What was his nickname again? No, you lead with the Bus. The Bus. Yeah, the yes. Bus is what you refer to him as. Here's one that, like, it's got just a great ring to it. Okay. And I literally do not know what it means. I know who this person is historically but i don't know why he got it the big aristotle <laughs> okay. okay i don't i don't know why yeah. but it's it stuck yeah. like it stuck for years it's People so ridiculous it, it's good I, I don't understand why yeah okay so for my next one i'm going to i'm going to go with uh uh NBA great that Shaq gave him his nickname, 
And that is the big fundamental, Tim Duncan. Smart. The big fundamental. Nothing flashy. He's going to do his job. He's not going to get on Sports Center's uh, top plays or nothing like that. But at the end of the day, he's a winner due to his fundamentals. And that's who I'm going to go with. Tim Duncan, the big fundamental, named by Shaq. Named by Shaq. Yes. All right. Thank you for tying these together. Last on my I-9 varsity of sports nicknames, specifically for me today, Shaquille's nicknames, is a rapper that I grew up with. Okay. Who just so happened to play some pretty good basketball, too. Shaq Diesel. Hey, there remember, we go. You remember yeah. the, Sha- the Shaq Diesel days? Shaq Diesel. I remember who, when he came on the scene, he did that song with Foo Schnickens. Foo Schnickens. Remember the Foo Schnickens. Can we rock? Yep. What's up, And Doc? I was like, what? Shaquille O'Neal's got bars. Yeah. This kid from LSU can flow. Went platinum. Yep. Went platinum. Went platinum. Then he had his whole album right after that, so... Big shout-out to Shaq Daddy, Shaq Foo, Shaq Alicious, <laughs> Wilt Chamberneasy, the big Shamrock, Will Chamberneasy. The, big, the big Leprechaun, the big Barishnikov, Shaqtus. My last one. And Shaq Diesel. My last one. I forgot about this guy, but I was thinking in my head. Eldrick Tiger Woods. Who calls him Eldrick besides his family? When he's in trouble. Yeah. The, yeah. The courthouse calls him Eldrick. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Nobody calls him Eldrick. So I got a, my last one is Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. That's it. Either, de- depending on what metric you use, either the greatest golfer or the second best golfer of all times. His last name is the tool he uses. Gosh, come how on, appropriate man. is that? Like, look at how that aligned for him. Yes. You don't get no better than that, man. Tiger Woods. Hey, Tiger Woods got a lot of time on the show today. Yeah, he did. When we get back, I found my dream job in the NFL, and I'm going to tell you all about it. More sports and sports-adjacent content here live from Hollow Spirits. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Happy Friday, Albuquerque. You did it again. You made it through another week, and I'm proud of you. Welcome back to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The boys are live from the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Studio. As the studio is at Hollow Spirits today, the boys are having some good food and good drink and some good company out here. we got a stack of Isotopes tickets and we got a few uh, Gladiators tickets left. So come say hi to the boys, get a well-crafted cocktail, and have some fun with us it's a fredless friday as he's out on assignment right next to me as he is every monday and friday robert buck d gibson thanks for joining me again my friend hey man i get all the great assignments with the with the crew man it's isotopes park come to hollow spirits you can't ask for anything more you're a shrewd negotiator (laughs) it's like i'm only doing mondays and fridays I'm only talking about how awesome my weekend was, and I'm only working Fridays from the two coolest places in town. Exactly. The Lab and here today at Hollow Spirits. Robert, I think I found my dream job. What is it, man? I'm, gonna ask, I'm afraid to ask you what it is. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Okay. All right. Do you like football? I love football. Do you like 300-pound men trying to murder you? Wait. No, I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> no. Would you like to have... Eight million dollars. Most definitely. 
Would yes. you Would you like to have every summer off? Yes. Now you're talking my language. Okay. 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 All of these things fit my criteria of a great job. Okay. And let me tell you why. I just found out about my dream job in football. <clears throat> Bucks third string quarterback Ryan Griffin. Okay. Is entering his tenth season in the NFL this year. This man has thrown four passes, <laughs> has taken four kneel downs, and he has made eight million dollars being a backup player in the NFL. All right. He was signed onto the New Orleans Saints practice squad in 2013. Okay. And he's had a job every year since then on one team or another. Okay? And he, in his 10-year career, he has been in two NFL games. Okay? Oh, my gosh. He was the third-string quarterback for the Bucks, and then the backup quarterback was injured. And then starting quarterback Jameis Winston also got injured, and he went in for one series. He went two for four okay. for 18 yards. All right. Ended up punting, and then Jameis Winston came in the next drive. That's the only passes in his career. Wow. The very, wow. Okay. The very next week. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jameis Winston also got hurt, and then Griffin came in to seal the game and did four kneel downs for negative one yards. <laughs> That's his only NFL action what? in ten years. Oh, my God. How brilliant is that? Okay, so you found – Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Cherry on top. What's that? Super Bowl ring with the Bucks. Okay, so I was thinking – I always thought the greatest backup quarterback that I've ever seen was Chase Daniel. And he, he currently backs up uh, – He's the backup on my team for the Los Angeles Chargers. The story about him is he has made $41 million in his career. He's only started five games in the last 13 seasons. So that Spring. Yes. Oh, what do we sign up? What do we apply? I don't know, man, but I am super into it. Like, he just has to hold a clipboard. That's it. And, like, go to the gym and, like, make sure he knows the plays. And, and get on a team that doesn't have Jameis Winston as a starting he, quarterback. He don't even know <laughs> what Ray Lewis smells like. <laughs> he doesn't know nothing. anything about Usi Umanyora. No, nah, nah. He doesn't know Jack about Luke Kukli. Hey. He doesn't know squat <laughs> about T.J. Watt. And that's how it should be if you're a quarterback. He hasn't. He doesn't even know what a bruise looks like. They put him in the game to down the ball. To down the ball. Oh, he has four career passes and four career kneel downs, and that is worth eight million dollars. Oh, that is so wheat. That's the story you tell your grandkids. And he got a big shiny Super Bowl ring. <laughs> we need to sign up. Ryan Griffin, that's his name, right? Yeah, 6'5", 210 pounds, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 32 years old, played college football at Tulane, four rushes, negative one yards, two of four completions for 18 yards, $8 million, and a Super Bowl ring. Wow. And he's still going, right? He's still going. No injuries. He's still going, right? No reconstructive surgery. No CTE. Yeah, he comes in. He's the third stringer for the Bucks again this year. Oh, my goodness. 
Isn't that amazing? I need to get in on this, man. The only problem is I'm not that big. You're not that big. You're he not looks, that strong. He looks you're not great in a uniform. He looks great in a uniform. Looks like a football player, yes. doesn't he? Yes. He looks like a tall, like successful quarterback. Like, hat, hat to the back with the um, clipboard. Man, that's sweet. Do you know how surprised he has to be when they call his name to get in the game? He has to think that like, it's a joke, right? I'm like, what? Is, that, is it April 1st? What's today? Are we that far behind or are we that far ahead? <laughs> yes. That's what, that's what he's asking. Like, oh, no, what happened to Jameis again? <laughs> and now it's Tom Brady, who's only been hurt one season of his whole career. Oh, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's I, fine. I would redo my contract yearly just the way that Tom Brady does. For oh, security. for sure. For security. This is a hell of a gig. Like, if you love football – and you want to be a professional football player, and you want to wear that jersey every Sunday, and you don't want to know what it's like to be concussed by a middle linebacker who's faster than your running back, walk in the footsteps of Ryan Griffin. <laughs> he needs his own documentary. Yes. He needs, they need to put a spotlight on this guy. It will be long and slow and boring, <laughs> but it will be my favorite documentary ever. The, the longest time that he takes is to take his uniform off and put it on. I'll just be sitting there taking notes like, oh, look at the way he's standing there. <laughs> oh, that's so statuesque. He's so strong. Look at that. Look at the way he grips the clipboard. They got to mic him up every game. I want to know what he talks about. I, I want to know his conversations <laughs> on the sideline. And, and all of this time on the sideline holding a clipboard, he's got to be a coach after this, right? Oh, he knows the game inside and out. You know it. 6'4". Eight-year career. I, I, this, no, this up. year is his tenth. His tenth year. It's just this. This upcoming season will be his tenth. Yeah, he looks like he's never been like. He has no. He's flawless. Tear, nothing. Yeah, he looks like a model, man. Yeah, he looks like a model that they bubble wrap when they yeah. go to different cities. If you're going in between Paris and Milan, uh, you bubble wrap the supermodel so they don't bruise. And that's asking, what this guy looks like. I'm looking here that he's done. He speaks to the media about OTAs and other players. Like, if there's anyone to talk to that knows everybody on the team, the intricacies, this is the guy. He talks to everybody. He's going to get whenever he decides to retire. Maybe he wants to throw four more passes and then call it a career. (laughs) He needs four more kneel downs, and then he's going to call it a career. But whenever he does, he's going to have one of the most epic careers in the history of sports, that he had to do almost nothing and right. be a multimillionaire right. and make a great career out of it. And he gets his retirement package. And he gets his retirement oh, package. Oh, man, come on. I, was, I wasn't born right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did I do wrong yes. in a past life oh. not to deserve the Ryan Griffin treatment? Oh, my goodness. I'm so man. jealous. You're All right, to we had to skip Brittany Griner earlier, so we're going to talk a little Brittany Griner animal. We get back. You're listening to two men on. The boys are at Hollow Spirits today. We're having a lot of fun with it. Giving out some tickets. Got a few Gladiator tickets left. And got a big old stack of Topes tickets for you. It's like an aggressive amount of Topes tickets, right? Yeah. The city, asked, loves uh, city loves Isotopes tickets. I asked our lovely friend of marketing and promotions, Mandy, for a couple isotope tickets to give away, and she uh, gave me a stack, probably what bigger than my wrist. Yeah, yeah, by I d- far. I, I do have thin wrists, <laughs> but it's like as big as my wrist. 
So you got 30 more minutes to get out here to Hollow Spirits and grab some tickets, say hi to the boys, having a lot of fun with it out here at my favorite place to hang out on a Friday happy hour. We got a Brittany Griner update. Oh, man. Did you catch this? Yeah, I did. Um, I don't think this helped her cause. You don't say? Not at all. Lawyer put out a statement and uh, tried to defend Brittany Griner by saying she has a prescription in the United States. Yeah, that would work in cool. the United States. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> cool. That works like if you go across California yeah. to Nevada state lines. Yeah. You can get away with that. That does not work when you're a prominent figure from the United States who commits a crime in Russia. Yes. I promise you, I implore you to realize they do not care. They probably couldn't even read that note. Yes. <laughs> okay. What yeah. is this? What is this? I don't, uh, where, where are comical letters? Where is a, I don't see on paper where, where, where is Russian hieroglyphics? I did not see on paper. Russia don't care about your prescription. Yeah, if she was Brittany, trying to. If she was trying to get sympathy, that was not the way to do no. it. No. That wasn't the way to do it. By the way, it's legal everywhere now. You don't need a prescription here in the United States. Yeah, I was going to say, how what old you, is that note? What you, yes. How old is that note? Uh-huh. <laughs> or was it like, I, like the notes I used to give to my teachers that were totally yeah. forged? Yeah. They just find like a doctor like from anywhere who was like, Brittany Griner totally had a prescription mm-hmm. for THC. Look, I don't think... Doctors prescribe hash oil cartridges. Is that is that on the prescription? Nah, I've never. Where do you pick it up from? You don't hash. go to CVS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Walgreens. Uh, I'm here to pick up my hashish oil. No, they don't prescribe hash oil. No, not at all. Brittany Griner's lawyer. Are you kidding me? And look, I don't want to, I don't want you to think that I'm making light of this. We need to bring. Brittany Griner home. It is unfair the amount of time that she's been stuck there. It's unfair the way she's been treated. But she's not a pariah. She brought cartridges of hashish oil into a super conservative country that we're having another cold war with right now. Yes. Come on. This is basic logic. And by the way, you know, Brittany Griner apologist, I get it. This isn't a crime that you should be detained for 10 years. She's not a criminal mastermind drug smuggler who should be put away for 10 years. Right. She committed a crime. You should get a little slap on the wrist, like make sure, you know, people who travel there never try to pull this stunt again. She should get that small of amount of punishment. Yeah, but see, we're talking American logic. And that's all out the window when you're not in America. Yeah, and, and what this is is like this is just diplomatic relations. Yeah, it's a she's tug of being, war. She's being used as a pawn. Yeah, she's in the middle of all this. She's like, Russia's like over there. Do you think they will give us a weapons dealer back? <laughs> and they're like, I don't know, bro. Try it. Hey, they they went on her Wikipedia page to see how important she was. Yeah, and now they're like, oh, it <laughs> don't look good. We would like to have Merchant of Death back. Those eighth-time all-stars. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 
they they're quickly finding that their bargaining chip is not that valuable. You can't trade a professional women's basketball player yeah. for a guy who sneaks weapons of mass destruction into African countries to sell to terrorists. Yeah. That's yeah. not a trade. No. That's not, not a negotiation. Hey, in, in Russia's defense, that's where I would start too, right? Yeah, you're supposed to. That's yeah. what they're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, then you work down. You know, you take a couple levels down. Yeah. They got to have a like a fallback. Welcome back to the program. Sorry for the abu- abrupt break, friends of the show, but, hey, we were talking about Russia. Yeah, that man. just proves to you they tapped in that Russian hackers <laughs> can influence media here in the United States of America. We were obviously, good. Russian hackers made our Internet drop and go to break early, but we're back again, baby. We were giving up too many of the secrets about Brittany Griner, and they were like, hey, 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 we need to cut these fellas off. Uh, flip switch for Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> They're getting too big for British. <laughs> oh man! We're back. We're, let's wrap up this Brittany Griner thing a little bit. And, yeah. You know, let me let me reiterate that <coughs> I'm on Team Brittany. You know, free Brittany. If you had your old Britney Spears T-shirt, put it back on. Put the free Britney shirt back on because we're gonna free Britney Griner too. Yeah. But this this situation is not worth an international terrorist. So you know, keep the merchant of death's name out your mouth. Yeah, it is not a good trade. I just feel like this last move about the prescription and all of that. I think that was a public defender move, man. I th- I'm like, yeah. you have like a, you should have a top notch lawyer. That wouldn't be something I would think they would put out. Russia does people, not care. They don't care. They don't know. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. It's like, oh, you had a prescription? Oh, okay. that, oh you know what? Okay, extra charges. Illegal prescription. <laughs> <laughs> ten, uh, Brittany say, gets 10 more a year. I was going to say, all right, just unshackle her. Let her go. This has all been a mix-up. She uh, had a doctor's note. It's like, oh, some little scribbles that no human being can read anyways? Not, not oh, at all. Oh, okay, this piece of paper. All right, let's let her go. Dimitri, take off the shackles. <laughs> Dimitri. <laughs> Sergey. Yeah. Feed her a nice steak dinner. She's out of here. So, anyways, yes, loyal listener, don't get mad. I believe we need to go get Brittany back, but yeah. not for an international arms dealer. Yeah, we need get to get over that. it. Got to lower that. Get standard. over that. Lower that. That's standard. not going to happen. A guy who enabled terrorist organizations to murder millions of people is not a fair trade. For a WNBA All-Star. Nah, not I hate at to, all. I hate to break it to you. Not at all. So the concessions uh, union mm. that does Dodger Stadium, that does uh, some, some other uh, facilities around that area, decided not to strike because the ownership organization said they will have meetings, but please make it to the All-Star game. It's like, it's do, you, do you agree with them? I always agree with the union. I would have been I'm like. Pro, I'm pro-labor. Man, like, I'd, of course I agree with the I, union. I'd have stuck my middle finger up and be like, figure it out yourselves. This is our bargaining chip. You don't want egg on your face because it's an all-star weekend, all-star game, all of this stuff. You need to meet us at the table, and we need to negotiate this. And don't just have us work 
so you won't have to look as bad as it will be without us. Well, that's, that's impressive, like, the negotiation tactics that each of them brought to the table. That's, yep, very true. Like, very you, true. Because they could, I mean, they could just not show up to work anytime. Yes. But threatening the All-Star game. When it's the national stage, oh, man. it's the home run derby. The home run derby is one of my favorite things on the planet. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna. Hey, Monday while we're at the the basketball tournament. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna miss my first home run derby. Oh, I know that's eating you up. Yes. Yeah, but I'm gonna have it on my phone <laughs> while I while I'm while I'm cheering yeah. for the TBT enchantment. Yeah, to take a home win at the pit. I'll have the home run derby on my phone. I might even bring a tablet or a laptop too. So I'll have it on my phone watching the home run derby at the pit. We make sure well, we have that mute button ready to go. Yes. Because if you're like me, when I watch the home run derby, I get excited, man. Yeah. I get excited. My biggest worry on Monday is like somebody's going to hit like this epic home run oh. or have like 10 home runs in a row and I'm going to be cheering for the wrong thing at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. Like the Panamaniacs, like have an alley-oop dunk. And I'm like, yeah. Maybe like Go everybody looking at you. Pete Alonzo. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> looking at you like, who's this guy really here for? But, hey, good job, Labor Union in Los Angeles. Apparently, they got enough of what they wanted to not strike during the All-Star game. So kudos to them. That would have been bad. I don't know if you've ever been to uh, Chavez Ravine, but it's definitely an old-school throwback. Yeah. Uh, oh, I so, love. It. I've been there twice. I love it. And for them uh, not to show up there, it would have been a disaster. A disaster. Yes. Because it takes a long time for the logistics to run that stadium. Because mm-hmm. it's in, even though it's in the middle of Los Angeles. Yeah. It's also in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. Exactly. It's weird how in the middle it's of up nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. It's that. yeah. It's yeah. weird how in the middle of nowhere it is, and also how in the middle of everything it is. Yep. Very true. And it, even though it looks nice and it's got great views, it's an old stadium. It's super old. You 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 figure that out immediately when you get to the parking lot. Yeah, it's a little dusty. Yeah, it is. It's a little dusty. It is. And you can't just have a scab. You just can't email some guy Steve who just applied. <laughs> like, yeah, Steve, show up. You know, get yeah. off the get off the one hundred and one. Drive nah. through Chinatown. Mm-mm. You'll be you'll be work. You'll be serving beer in Suite One Thirty. Nah. They'd be like, I don't know where any of this is. What are yeah. you talking about? It would have been an absolute disaster if they did strike during the All-Star game. So kudos to them. Uh, Brett Favre is back in the news. Oh, what did your boy do now? Well, my boy. Well, he should be locked up, first of all. Yeah, my boy. Yes, he does. (laughs) The governor, the ex-governor, and Brett Favre. Should both be in jail right now. Is this a new scandal or is this the last one? So it's, been... it's new information on okay. the same scandal. All right, all right. So the original reports were that Brett Favre stole money from Medicaid. He got paid a bunch of money to do a series of lecture speeches right. to, to Medicaid recipients on how they can improve their quality of life or whatever, and it's supposed to be a big project. And the original reports were that he didn't show up to any of these events where he was supposed to speak at and then pocketed the money, told the state, forget about it. No, I didn't need to do that, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't part of the contract. And then it became national news, and he paid back that money, but he did not pay back the interest. So technically, Brett Favre still owes 260000 of one point one million, correct. Which is just the interest on one point one million over that time frame that he had it. What What's the 
what makes this story so bad. It's in the state of Mississippi, one of the poorest states in the United States. People need that money. Brett Favre does not need that money. That's horrible. And, and you're talking to someone who used to work Medicaid, so I know exactly how all this works. Same, same. And, oh, yeah, you too. Yeah, so, I, was, I was in that world too. Yeah. Like, I know how important it is and, like, how bad that you got to pinch pennies in that world and yeah. how you need every dollar to go to the right place. But out of a total $19.4 million that the governor allowed, wait for it, his wife, who uh, oh my goodness. was a friend, excuse me, um, uh, a friend of his wife who was running the Medicaid department, uh, Mississippi Department of Human Services, uh, diverted a million point one dollars of that nineteen point one million dollars to Brett Favre oh, to go around to talk to people about Medicaid. What does an ex NFL football player who's already a multimillionaire right. have to tell to a bunch of people on Medicaid in the state of Mississippi? Nothing. nothing. Not nothing, nothing at all. He was supposed to do radio, keynote speaking, uh, events, promotional events. Business partner development, like they, I feel like they had a whole meeting. There was this, there was a scheme. This was a whole scheme. hundred percent. And this is how you go about it, and this is how you get the money. And to have the direct lifeline be the governor is a mess. How many? Instead of this stupid information campaign, which is obviously a huge waste of money, how many people could they have helped with not only Brett Favre's one point one million dollars, right. but the whole nineteen point four million dollars right. that was spread out across the state with a bunch of backroom handshake deals. I find it I find it's disgusting. And, you know, while Brett Favre was just like, I'm like, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take the money. Like, <laughs> you want me to just dra- travel around and speak? I'll take the money. Of course he's going to take You just hand him $1.1 million yeah. to give a couple speeches and go on the radio. Yeah. But the fact that he didn't even do it, <laughs> it's like – it's the easiest money I'm ever going to hand you in your career. And you a didn't million, do it. A million dollars. And you didn't even do it. You, did you see what his his quote-unquote clapback was? No. He said his charity has provided millions of dollars to poor children in Mississippi. Oh, cool. S- so? Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> what is that? That doesn't mean you could steal from the same kids. <laughs> he said that like that was something great. Hey, I gave that kid a dollar. It owes me $10. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, stupid Medicaid baby, give me my money. Oh, man. Oh, man. He gets caught up in the craziest stuff. Is he just that big of a scumbag? I don't know, man. I, it seems like it, man. All of the stuff, think about his career, all the little things that he went through. Not little things, but big things. And it all comes to this. This is a pattern with Brett Favre, man. And we have really not dove into it. We just still hold on to that legend of, hey, he was a great quarterback. Like, nobody really talks about all this stuff, man. It's it's become a reoccurring thing with him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. he was a January 6th apologist. He yeah. was, you know, he apologized for a lot of the dumb stuff Trump did. Yeah. You know, he, uh, you know, uh, wiener pick gate. Yep. You know, got hooked on the pills. Yep. You know, said a bunch of weird stuff about, you know, teammates of color from mm-hmm. the South. Yep. Like, 
it seemed like during his career, especially the height of his career, it's like, ah, he's just one of the southern good old boys. Yeah, he's slanging and it. You want to sit on the back porch and have yeah. a beer with this guy. Yeah. He's just out there, a kid playing a kid's game. And every time. Having so much fun. Every time something happens, it's the direct opposite <laughs> of that. Yeah. He's telling us who he is. Yes. But they want to just spin it to something else. Nah, I, I know who Brett Favre is. <laughs> I, I know you. who he is. I see bro. you, Brett. <laughs> I see you out here, Brett Favre. Bro, he's like a villain on the Dukes of Hazard, man. That's what yes, it seems like. That's exactly what he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. He's gonna be on the next season of Ozark. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, you guys uh, you guys want some pills? <laughs> what you got what you guys want from Brett Favre? Pills or wiener he picks? Said, I got it all. I got both, baby. Let's party. <laughs> so Brett Favre, oh, thanks for all the memories on the field, and thanks for all the jokes off the field. This isn't the end. I'm of sorry him. for what you turned into. This isn't the last of them. Well, hey, anybody can redeem themselves, right? What does America love more than a redemption story? That's true. That's yeah. true. But it's always some time to mess up more. Or does he just flat out not care? He don't care. Hey, nothing stuck. He don't care. The governor and his friends, during a, a series of handshake deals, stole nineteen million from the state. Yeah, and gave a retired football player a million of it, Man. and no one is going to get in trouble. Nobody's getting reprimanded. Nobody's going to prison. No, nothing. I wonder how many people in Mississippi are locked up. For Woo. a personal amount of weed, these guys stole millions of dollars, and they're going to get a slap on the wrist. And when I say slap on the wrist, I mean they're going to get away completely scot free. The worst thing that happens to them is a story like this that tells it. It's us talking about. That's it. it. Not even locked up. There's people that's dead in Mississippi for far less. Come on now, we know the history. We know the history. Us reminding people that Brett Favre was a pill-popping wiener pick share <laughs> is the worst thing that's going to happen to him through all of this. He's going to be like, and so I'm Brett Favre. I'm in the Hall of Fame. That's it. Right, whatever, man. I got a cool boner. I like pills. <laughs> I like to party. He just gave me a million dollars. What am man. I supposed to do? Oh, gosh. R.I.P. Brett Favre's legacy off the field. Packers fans cry in shame. Unless, like, you're also a Packers fan and, like, really into extortion and money laundering. Like, if those are your two favorite things. <laughs> They're like, man, show me the way. Boy, do I have this? Yeah. <laughs> How do I become friends with a corrupt governor? Open the playbook to me, Brett. Yeah. Let's party. Great show today on a Fredless Friday. As he's out on assignment. He'll be back with us on Monday. We're going to be going hard next week. We'll be out in the community. We'll be having a lot of fun. Next Friday, we'll be back at Tope Stadium. <coughs> We're going to have the New Mexico United watch party next weekend right here at Hollow Spirit. So United fan, want to represent that black and yellow, have a lot of fun, win some prizes, and cheer for your New Mexico United. Hollow Spirits is a place to be next Saturday. Robert Buck D. Gibson, hell of a show today. Appreciate oh, you joining me as usual. I love coming out to Hollow Spirits, man. They always take care of us, like I said earlier. Thank you for Mary Ingham, uh, South Valley District 10 representative. You know, check out her website. Yes, please do. Big shout out to Derice Gary, Lobo legend, going to be at the TBT tournament on Monday. 
Lobo fan, basketball fan, Albuquerque sports fan, make sure you get out to the pit on Monday. Represent your TBT enchantment. Anything we missed today, my dude? Man, we had we covered a lot. We There's covered a lot. a lot. The Russians tapped into us, so you know we were doing a great job. You, you know we're doing good work <laughs> when we get hacked by the Russians. They just cut our internet off in the middle of their story. Hey, it was even the 645 segment. Yeah, it was. The Russians usually only listen during the 5 o'clock segment. Yeah, they, they waited to the <laughs> end. It was like, I know they're going to say something about it. Hey, friends of the show, appreciate you so very much. Thanks to all the callers and texters. Appreciate your loyalty. Big shout-out to friends of the show. Have an awesome weekend. Your Duke City Gladiators are at home tomorrow at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Your New Mexico United are at home at the lab tomorrow. Go and represent Albuquerque Sports. Yes. Thank you so much, friends of the show. We love you all, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. We out.